Hey everybody and welcome to In The Sheds, the podcast where I, Ben, will be dissecting the week in rugby one atrocious joke at a time. That's right, it's our very, very first show and let me tell you, it's going to be a banger. We've got some awesome stuff lined up for today's show. We've got our very first Wanted poster. I'll be counting down my top five tries of the week. I'll be giving my predictions for the semis of the Rugby World Cup and the finals of the ITM Cup happening this weekend. And we'll also be taking a bit of a, a bit of a throwback to the old days of rugby with footy flashback as well. It's our very first show. I want you guys to get absolutely pumped because it's going to be a ton of fun. And now it's time for the Wanted Poster. This is the segment in the show where we highlight a player that has done some extraordinary stuff and that can be good or bad on or off the field as well. Now the poster will be up on our Facebook page by the time you hear this podcast, but I'll let you guys, I'll give you guys a bit of a verbal explanation too. Now the man we're after is Julian Sevilla. Now he's also known as The Bus. He's born on the 7th of August uh, 1990 in Wellington, New Zealand. He's a local boy from Wellington, Oriental Rongatai he played for. Now he's got black hair, looks like he should be in a shampoo commercial. I mean he changes his haircut every game or so, so it can be a bit hard to pick it up, but black hair, if it looks like he belongs in a shampoo commercial, it's probably him. Brown eyes, uh, distinguishing features, he's built like a brick shit house. to be perfectly honest with you. He is one of the biggest, most muscly people you could ever possibly see. So if you see, you know, literally a bus coming towards you, it's, it's probably him. Now he's wanted for the murder of three French rugby players that was broadcast all over international television, in fact. So it's a pretty heinous crime. Now if you do have any info about Julian Sevilla or the bus, then please make contact with Heineken Mayer because he's headed your way next, buddy, for the semi-finals this weekend. And now it's time for probably my favourite segment of the show. It's Toner's Totally Tubular Top 5 Tries of Two Week. Now, this segment here, obviously I can't show you guys uh, my top 5 tries. That's just not how podcasts work. But what I'm going to do is I'll play them and I'll just give a little bit of running commentary as to what's happening. So you guys get a pretty clear picture of what's happening. So here we go. It's number 5, Akira Ioane versus Tasman in the ITM Cup Premiership Semi-Finals. We got a ruck on halfway, and they go blindside, but they change the direction. Auckland now losing about 20 metres of ground just from passing it through the back line. Gets to Bryce Heaney, takes it up about 10 metres, it goes through the hands, it ends up with Akira Ioane, he shrugs off one, tells Marty Banks to get out of the way, the number eight here running like an altar boy straight out of a church. Akira Ioane dots it down in the corner and not a bead of sweat on him either. Number four is Bryce Heen versus Tasman in the ITM Cup Premiership semi-finals. Auckland now running it up, picking the Tasman line to absolute pieces now in the hands of the Auckland number seven, who looks like Aslan the Lion if he was a human. Now it's going through the hands. Bryce Heen has it, and Bryce Heen slots through the gap in the Tasman line, puts on a step, bends off another. Tasman cannot get near him, and Bryce Heen puts one under the sticks, he passed through that gap like a hot knife through butter, what an absolutely beautiful play from Auckland. Number three is Brody Ratelic versus France in the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. France have it now deep in their own territory, it's off to Michelac who goes for a kick but Brody Ratelic says absolutely not, cops a ball straight to the face, hot off a Michelac boot, picks it up and scores the first try for the All Blacks and with a face like that why wouldn't you put it all on the line. Number two is Tawera Kerbalo's try off that Joe Moody offline versus France in the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. 
Kieran Reid running it up the blind side now. He hands it off to Joe Moody, the fresh young prop straight from the heart of Canterbury. Moody has a good run. Well, hang up the phone and return to your seats. Has Sonny Bill put on a few pounds and we just see an out the back offload from a prop. Straight to Kerbalo and he grabs a double. His knee still a bit bent though. Looks like a perfect curve. Get that check, but what is with the Fords running and passing like backs? My word, this is brilliant. Number one, Julian Severe, his demolition try versus France in the Rugby World Cup quarterfinals. Sevilla running down the left wing. I swear the speed limit for buses is only 40 kilometers an hour, but nothing can stop him. Boom, you take a seat. Boom, you take a seat. Everybody take a seat because this bus is an express service straight for the try line. Only stopping to crack a few ribs and collect some lungs. Julian Sevilla, the man is made of bricks. Good Lord, how do you survive that? So there you have it. It's Toner's totally tubular top five tries of to week. Some of the videos for those tries are up on our Facebook page. You can check them out just in case my visual commentary wasn't enough for you to paint a perfect picture in your head. So of course it's the semi-finals this week. We've got the All Blacks taking on the Springboks and Aussie versus Argentina in the other semi-final. Now the All Blacks have named their squad and let me tell you straight off the bat it is an impressive bunch. Packing down in the front row, Joe Moody comes in for his uh, second World Cup game with Dane Coles and Owen Franks. The man who copped a ball to the face and cut his eye open, Brody Retellick, the man that looks like a broken shoe, pairs up with Sam Whitelock in the locks. Jerome Kano, the Samoan Hulk. Is he Samoan? I don't know, but he's bloody huge. He packs in at number six. Richie McCaw captaining the side. His 147th cap coming up against South Africa with his good old buddy Kieran Reid at number eight, giving me old push up the bum for the scrums there as well. Aaron Smith, of course, and halfback. Who else would you have with Dan Carter at number 10? Lethal combination there. Now, the outside backs for this World Cup squad are almost entirely Hurricanes. Julian Sevilla, he'll grab his 40th cap. Ma'anonu and Conrad Smith, the lethal pairing in the centres, there's no way you're getting through them. Neha Milner Scudder has pretty much solidified himself in that number 14 jersey. He's going up for just his seventh cap against the Springboks uh, this weekend. And of course, Ben Smith, the man who is absolutely fantastic under the high ball last week against France. He grabs the number 15 jersey this week. Now on the bench, it's a pretty experienced bench straight off the bat. Kevin Mialami with 130 caps. He'll be there to replace Dane Coles should that be needed. Ben Franks and Charlie Farmer, you've got your spare props there. Victor Vito and Sam Kane grabbing 32 and 29 caps respectively. Now Tawera Kerbalo replacement halfback there. I must say I wasn't too thrilled when I saw his name on the team sheet last week, but you know, he played bloody well. Two tries, not an easy feat at all, but it was a bit of a slaughtering if I'm being honest. They're pretty much handing out tries. Bowden Barrett and Sonny Bill Williams complete the bench. Two very experienced players, 34 and 31 caps to them both. So no matter who you're playing, if it's your starting 15 or if you're coming off the bench, this all-black side is going to be the side to topple. And it's going to be a quality two semi-finals that we see. So I thought I'd give my predictions. Now the all-blacks, it's a pretty tricky game to try and predict. Though I reckon they'll go into the break behind by one try. They'll be five to seven points behind at the break. They'll make a feisty comeback in the second half and they'll win the game 26-19. As for Argentina, well this again could easily swing either way. Aussie have been playing well this tournament, especially that defence against Wales and Argentina, probably 
the best team of the tournament so far. The Rugby Championship has definitely done them some good. I think Aussie will dominate for most of the game, but Argentina will, will never be far behind, no more than two tries at least. It will go down to the wire, but I reckon Argentina will slot through a drop goal at the death to take the win 27-26, and it will be an All Blacks Argentina final, and what a great final that would be. And now on to the ITM Cup. We can't forget about the ITM Cup. Canterbury are hosting Auckland in the Premiership, and it will, it will go the same way it always does. Canterbury will take the win and send Auckland packing back up north. 34-26, my prediction there for Canterbury. As for the Championship, two Hurricanes region teams in Hawke's Bay and the Wellington Lions will face off for the Championship final and the right to move back into the Premiership. Now, I'm a Wellington boy, born and raised in Wellington, and I've always backed the Hurricanes and the Lions. Now, as much as I want to say that Wellington will win, the records show that any Wellington team that makes it to the final will balls it up and not perform on the Day. Now the last game between the two sides this season ended in a 22-all draw, so this game was always going to be a close one. It'll be a low-scoring game, two fired-up teams desperate to get back into the Premiership. They'll be pushed to the limits, but I think Hawks Bay will claim the win with a 79th-minute try. 20 points to 19, Hawks Bay will take into the Premiership. It breaks me to say it. But that's what I think will happen. Please feel free to prove me wrong. Wellington Lions, you're a great team. You definitely deserve to be back in the Premiership. So let's bring it home for the boys. Now, of course, we can't forget about our grassroots rugby. So if you've got a local team you're playing for, uh, you've got a tournament coming up or a championship, you're, you're just playing a friendly game, whatever, definitely let us know and we can give you a shout out. Get as many people down to support you as possible because rugby, no matter what level it's performed at, is a great game to go and watch and it's a great game to go and support. So definitely let us know if you've got a game coming up that you want people down to cheer you for because I tell you, any game's a good game. And now it's time for Footy Flashback, the part of the show where we take a trip down memory lane and remember some of the golden oldie parts of this great sport. Now for some younger listeners, this may also serve as a brief history lesson as well. You may not even know what we're talking about when we go into some of the olden rugby stuff, but you know, it's always an opportunity to learn here on In The Sheds. Now back in the day before they had all these fancy microfiber, technologically manufactured, skin-tight unrippable jerseys you played in a big baggy cotton sack that really only came in one size and that was large now if you're a prop you'd be sweet because you'd fill it out fine back in the day you know if you're a prop it wasn't about fitness it was just about being big so you'd fill it out fine but if you weren't a prop if you're a weedy little halfback like I was you'd just look like you'd thrown on one of your dad's triple extra large jumpers and it came down to your shins to be perfectly honest it looked like it could have been a dress as well now the modern jersey allows the skin to breathe and helps keep the body cool if you get too hot but the old school jerseys, you lost about 10 kilograms in sweat because it was like wearing a massive canvas sack. If it was too hot, you just sweat half your body weight. But if it was raining, you better believe you gained that 10 kgs back straight away by how heavy the jersey became once it got soaked. And then there's the mud that adds another 7 or 8 kegs to it. It was just an awful experience. So to all you young, upcoming rugby players, be grateful that your jerseys don't reek of mud and sweat when you put them on. Be grateful that you don't look like a two-year-old wearing a 34-year-old's clothes. Be grateful that the jerseys of today highlight your muscly arms and defined torsos because back in the day, everybody looked like a complete dickhead. And that's your footy flashback for the week. There's some photos up on our Facebook and Instagram of some of the old school jerseys if maybe some of your younger listeners have no clue what I'm talking about or maybe some of the older, older listeners want to have a bit of a trip down memory lane and remember the good old days of cotton sack rugby jerseys.
Well, that's it for the show this week. Be sure you like us on Facebook in the sheds and follow us on Instagram at in underscore the underscore sheds for more info about next week's show where we will have a special guest this the second show we're raising the standards I'm not holding back we're going straight for glory it's going to be the greatest podcast about rugby ever thanks everyone for joining me in the sheds I've been Ben Tona Simons you have a good one <laughs> <laughs>